Hey there everybody, welcome to my day 40 of Camino on a Treadmill. Start of day 9 for BK Lee, whose video I'm following. From Galway, Ireland on my treadmill. Ta-da! We're going from Azofra to Santo Domingo de la Calzada. I believe they call it. So, uh, yeah, I've missed a day or two. I do not say, I missed two days. Ah, I find it so hard to start. You know, it's basically, if I don't sleep well, then I don't do it in the mornings. And if I don't do it in the mornings, it's hard to squeeze in. However, I'm doing it now at 7.15 Irish time. Haven't eaten yet. That's okay. So, uh, oh, keep forgetting to hold my phone to count my steps. Keep the Google the counters happy. They'll think I'm healthy and I'll get cheap health insurance. That's how it works. Okay, let's up my speed. Oop, nearly dropped my phone. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, don't have a proper pocket to put it in. That's all I'm saying. I won't go into more detail. I'm trying to strap it in somewhere. <laughs> No, it's not on a jock strap. I don't think that would be doable, would it? Anyway. Now, enough of that. Enough of that. Out, you, out. That reminds me, I just an image came into my head there from school. We had a teacher, a priest who was a, well, a scholastic, you know, studying to be a priest, who played the guitar, very nice guy, but he um, gave me some guitar lessons. Great guy, but we were practicing for some church event at school. And so he was out there playing guitar. We're all sitting around in a circle and uh, he was playing guitar and practicing, you know, some Christian song that we were gonna sing. <laughs> a couple of guys threw in some coins to him like he was a busker. And uh, like, I really liked the guy in question, but it just, it was funny. If I, uh, maybe he'd laugh at it now too, but he was bright red at the time. And of course they got dragged out. <laughs> oh, all hell broke loose. Oh, I was a troublemaker in school too, but uh, anyway, it didn't turn out too bad considering. Like I say, I'm living the dream. Two cats and a treadmill, ta-da. And a sad lamp. Two cats, a treadmill and a sad lamp. It's like the Jean-Luc Godard quote, all you need to make a movie is a girl and a gun. It's, uh, all you need to make a movie is uh, two cats, a sad lamp and a treadmill. I don't think you'd get, he'd get away with saying nowadays all you need to make a movie is a girl and a gun. It would have to be, I don't know, all you need to make a movie is, uh, is uh, let me see, person of color and uh, non-lethal weapon. Sorry, I'm not one of the anti-PC brigade, I'm just riffing on it. So, nobody's listening anyway. But probably come back to haunt me years later. But I do, I've added the proviso that I'm not anti-PC, but I'm sure they'll edit that out. Anyway, enough nonsense. Here's some more nonsense. Enough of that nonsense, and here's some more. Um, where were we? So I'm off Bumble and Tinder. Can't talk about those anymore. Um, basically, Tinder and Bumble kicked me off because all the women were just, once they saw me, they weren't clicking on anyone else. Do you know what I mean? They, they, well, they bought me out, they paid me to quit. A lot of money. Let's just say a seven figure sum. I, would, I don't want to say anymore. So, sorry ladies, sorry ladies, you no longer find me on Tinder or Bumble. Uh, I know, it's, it's, it's a loss, you'll get over it. Be strong, be strong. Just go for sloppy seconds. <laughs> Nothing wrong with sloppy seconds. I'll just have some water. So I haven't eaten today. I mean, I have, I haven't eaten dinner though, so. And I've left it late. My plan is to get 
I'm just going to cook. I'll probably end up getting Indian, and but I'll only I'll have half today and half tomorrow. I'll be good. I'll be a good boy. You'll be glad to hear. And uh, what else? I'm going to watch the Deer Hunter tonight. Again, I haven't. Well, I say I haven't seen it in a while. I saw it on TV a couple of years ago, I think. And I watched a few scenes from it recently on YouTube. And then I basically I rented it on YouTube to watch tonight. Partly because it kind of pops up as a reference in my novel a couple of times. And I think it's I'm going to have that as a film. My main character and his friend have watched a lot. And I'll have different scenes at different points in time where they're watching different scenes from it. Possibly. I don't know. I had a scene in the past they're watching Blade Runner, which was a bit arbitrary. Deer Hunter has somehow come into my imagination and it may or may not fit. So we'll see. I'll look at it tonight. Deer Hunter is so much about masculinity. Really, isn't it? And I mean, I haven't even read, I don't read academic stuff about films or that many reviews. I, I've I looked up a an article about it there. I was just Googling zoom lens in Deer Hunter because it looks like, from my memory, there's a lot of zooms in it, which were kind of common at the time. And uh, zooming can be quite tacky when done wrong, but it, it has an interesting effect. It's, it's very different to um, tracking. So I did look up some article that I'm going to read with, is it with, what, how do you pronounce the name, Vilmos Zygmunt, I don't know, the, the, camera, the lighting cameraman on Deer Hunter. Um, nowadays, it's all changing. There used to be respect for editors. That's changing because people learn, in quotes, to edit themselves on their little laptops when they're 13. So then they, they come in and they start telling you what buttons to push sometimes if they're particularly arrogant and entitled. Uh, or they, um, oh, the worst thing, they say, oh, put that on a memory stick for me, I'll go away and re-edit it. Of course, you can't say no, because you have to kowtow to her director, the, the genius, again, in quotes, quote, genius, unquote, director. And uh, by the way, BK is just walking on this straight kind of, not too narrow, sort of medium width road, with, but a kind of dirt path, I suppose, but quite flat and straight. Although I see a bend ahead. I don't think it's a Roman road. I've, there's only one road I was on that I was clear was a Roman road, because it was 17 kilometers of flat. But what's the definition? How long does it have to be straight for before you say it's Roman? I, I don't know. Sorry. Oh, actually, this is still straight. There's a turn to the right. I can't tell where the sun is, but at the start of the day, yeah, there's people ahead of them. Stayed left to meet. Um, cinematography. Oh, the deer hunter. Could I talk about that for an hour? Possibly. You know, certainly tomorrow it would be better, but... Hola. Zoom lens versus tracking. How do you know the difference? Zoom lens, the focal length changes as it zooms in, and it's kind of like if you got a... I'm thinking now, if you had a photograph and you tracked in on the photograph, it would look the same as a zoom because everything's getting larger at the exact same proportion. Fascinating, huh? I have five listeners. I'll be down to three by tomorrow with any luck. I'm hoping to get into negative listenership if there's such a thing. I reckon the five I have are hate listeners. Though my cousin Mossy listens, I think. Hello, Mossy. He's a like listener and then four hate listeners. Um, but Zooming, I'm not an expert on this, but it was, I think it was quite common in the 70s and then maybe came to be considered to be um, tacky. But of course, can be used in combination with tracks. That can be used quite nicely, actually. Or with pans as well. 
um, one catches or zoom lenses. A prime lens, which is a lens that doesn't zoom, will be higher quality. A good prime lens is higher quality than a good zoom lens. So zoom lens is uh, softer, I think, is it? Going to be looking at that in the Deer Hunter. The version I got is remastered 2018. Bought the, I got the HD version. Sometimes you buy a HD version and it's actually really standard definition baked into HD. I, I really should stop. I must be boring the proverbials off whoever's listening. The most interesting thing about the Deer Hunter for me is really. I know the photography is beautiful and the performances though. Bob Robert De Niro, Meryl Streep, uh, Christopher, oh my god, I forgot, Walken, nearly forgot his name. Hey, what's this on the right? Is it a crucifix or a totem pole? No, it's a, yeah, it's some sort of cruciform thing. It must be a tomb where someone famous or something is buried. Famous, a celebrity. Um, ba -ba -bum. Pedro Almodovar just popped into my head there. I'm ashamed to see, say that I have only seen, to the best of my knowledge, one of his films, and I'm aware of his films, I've read about them. I didn't deliberately avoid them. Or did I at the start? Did I think I wouldn't like them? I don't think so. I read about them and said, this guy sounds crazy in a good way. When I say crazy, I usually mean in a good way. Kind of like me, crazy like a fox. Was that a song or a TV program? I think it was a TV program, was it? Dempsey and Makepeace, that just popped into my head. There's one for you to chew on. Can't even remember, was that English or American? I think it was English, but American style detective, a he and a she detective. Now, I'm going off on much as I know you say keep the tangents coming, but I want to get back to the deer hunter. Zooming versus tracking. I worked with John Borman on a few films. And I was trying to think today, I don't think he uses zooms. He certainly didn't on the ones I worked on. And I'm thinking, if he used them anywhere, it would have been point blank. That just feels like a film, a zoomy kind of film where zooms might work. What's his name he used them? Antonioni, didn't he use them in a big way on Zabriski Point? I have a feeling, could be wrong. They can be dramatic, because you can zoom in a lot quicker than tracking in. Um, but the focal length changes. Oh. Tracking zoom, anyone, anyone? Most famous example. Oh no, we're passing a pilgrim here, Peregrino. Buen Camino! Mm, they're rude, they didn't say anything. Okay, be like that. Um, do, do, do get the fan on here. So where was I? God, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Anyway, I let soon, I let soon. Buen Camino, Buen Camino. I looked. At, I thought there was someone there, and then I looked away, and there's nobody there. I'm not sure what's going on anymore. When I get hungry, I'm like, you know, or hangry. I'm hangry. I was thinking about that one yesterday. What do they call it? Halt. Hungry. Angry. What's the third one? Um, I just kept thinking yesterday it was lazy. <laughs> Hungry, angry, lazy, and tired. Yeah, you're hungry, angry, lazy, good for nothing, you're tired. It's kind of pejorative, but no, it's actually meant to be hungry, angry. Uh, what is it? I'm not stopping till I remember that now. I could be here all night on the treadmill. Walk until I drop. Hungry, angry. <sighs> hungry, angry. Okay, I'll just have to come back to it. It's not lazy. Lonely. Ooh. How did I not get that? Ironic, huh? Right? Right? <laughs> I'm not lonely. I might be on my own, but I'm not lonely. So there. 
Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I might be alone, but I'm not lonely. Mm-hmm. Hola, he said. I don't see anyone. But he definitely said hola. But can I make this brighter? I'm afraid to touch the bloody screen or I'll freeze it. Oh, it did make it brighter without freezing everything. Okay. That's better. When Camino, when Camino. When... So I've walked 1.2 kilometers. Very good. 15 minutes or so. So I'm not sure. I'd love to meet John again and ask him. Has he ever used the Zoom? He might be upset that I don't know. I'm gonna look up point blank again. And I reckon if he didn't use the Zoom there, he didn't use it anywhere. So, uh, watch this space. So anyway, where was I? The deer hunter, all about masculine relations, relationships, I suppose you could call them and just being a man and what that means. Kind of interesting because Michael Cimino, the director, and not so much writer, he got a story credit on it. I think half of them hated him. The producer said he hated sharing the credit with them, sharing a production credit. But he, in later life, I don't think he switched gender, but well, I don't think he had an operation, but I think he, Started, did he start identifying as a woman? There was definitely um, something there. I don't know the whole story, but it's just interesting for someone who is exploring masculinity. And De Niro represents this kind of rigid, organized masculinity. And walking, some scene early on, they're talking about going deer hunting, and walking just says, Oh, I like this, the trees or something. De Niro looks at him like he's got two heads. That's all about one shot, killing the deer in one shot. Um, do you know the scene that really sticks out for me? It's set in, is it Pittsburgh? It's Pennsylvania, I think it's Pittsburgh. I know they're, they follow the, Pit, the Steelers, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers football team. I somehow remember that. It was on the TV in an early pub scene. Anyway. But it's real Russian community. And they have an Orthodox church wedding, which is fascinating, if fascinating to me anyway. They have Russian singing, Russian dancing at the wedding. But then at the wedding, Amiral Streep is amazing too, isn't it? And she's got an abusive father. And Walken proposes to her, but there's a whole vibe with her and De Niro, isn't there? Is De Niro in love with her? Is she in love with him? Ah, I'm looking forward to watching it again. But um, the scenes in Vietnam, some of those are controversial in the de depictions of them. But yeah, but I just, I'll be looking at it as a film about masculinity and kind of about America, like what it says about America as well. And De Niro, oh my God, I'm walking. And who's the guy, John Cazzavalle? I can't, sorry, I can't remember the name or how to pronounce it, but he was engaged, wasn't he, to Merle Streep at the time, and he was dying at the time too. You can see it in his face. It makes it more poignant though, I guess. It, no, it certainly does. Um, something beautiful about that. You, you know you're dying, but you still want to create great art. Do they really create great films like that anymore? They probably do. The last really kind of interesting film I saw, I'm out of touch to be honest though, but was from China. I saw it in New York. I'm just letting you know that to sound international. And it was um, something about white is the color of ash or something like that. About gangsters, it's interesting. And some bizarre scenes, there's a scene where a spaceship lands, I think. Yeah, it's kind of way out there. But, uh, I think I just want to revisit old film cinema now, you know?
I'm watching the Decalogue again by Kieslowski, Polish, based on the Ten Commandments. I um, want to watch the Three Colours trilogy, maybe after that. Three Colours, red, white and blue, based on the colours of the French flag. I think for me, Decalogue, especially the first one, is possibly my favourite all-time film. It's so deep. It's extraordinary. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's just beyond words. Um, so the deer hunter. I remember staying up late. First time I saw it with my brother and my father. Did my brother Michael stay up as well? I think so. To watch, there was a boxing fight on. An Irish guy fighting in Vegas. It wasn't McGuigan, it was some other dude. So we were staying up late to watch that and the deer hunter was on beforehand and we watched that. Hola. I sorry, I had my eyes closed, but I heard BK saying hola. So uh, boxing movie. No, boxing fight. Deer hunter. I blew me away, but there's no way I understood at the time the deep resonances about masculinity and all I remember, I think anyone that age, the thing you'd remember most is the Russian roulette scenes. Wow. And the torture scenes in Vietnam. And I think I remember the Russian style dancing at the wedding. But the scene that actually now, the last time I saw it stood out for me at the wedding was a green beret soldier comes in to the bar, into the wedding, and then he sits at the bar. And De Niro walking and the guys are there looking at him, say, hey, uh, you green beret, get this guy a drink. And we're going over there soon. And he's just sitting there. His look, it's just this look of he's completely devastated as a human. I mean, is devastated even the right word? Like, He's just, he's just in shock, probably. I mean, I don't know the word. And actually, isn't that great in cinema? You don't need to put a word on it. It's just his face. And De Niro was pissed and trying to get him, buy him a drink and get him, say cheers. And the soldier just goes, holds up the glass and goes, fuck it. Fuck it. And then De Niro's pissed. He starts getting thick with them. Then De Niro runs after the wedding car, stripping off on the way strips completely naked. It was interesting because he's this kind of buttoned up masculine character. And of course, those kind of guys, when they have a few drinks, then go can go a bit nuts sometimes. I have a feeling you're not allowed to use the word nuts anymore, but I use it about myself. So. I'm a little nuts. I'm a little nutty. Have to be to be doing this, right? You're thinking. You're not even thinking that because you're not listening in the first place. But somebody told you about it. Hey, there's some guy lives alone with two cats and a treadmill. He's redoing the Camino and broadcasting it, talking crap. You're like, he's nuts. Straight off. Is this a Roman road? That is the question you're all asking. It's straight. We'll give it that. It's just the one, the 17 kilometer one was narrower. It had a whole different look to it, I think. That's, that's a bit away from us now. Is it? I think so. I had a chest infection on that road and I started late and the sun was beating down. And I just thought, what the hell am I doing? Cyclist, when Camino, get a bell, ding, ding. When Camino. Let's have some water here. So, um, what else have I to say about the deer hunter? Well, now I'm glad you asked. Um, oh God, I've nothing. The scene where there's a scene is it the first time they go out deer hunting and the John? Oh, it's annoying me. I don't know his name now. Cavallis. Oh, I gotta look it up. I'm afraid to look. Use Google Assistant though. No, because I'm actually online there. Oh no, I disabled Assistant. Okay, let's try it. 
hey Google actors in the deer hunter according to Britannica cast Robert De Niro Christopher Walken John Savage George Junza Chuck Aspergren Meryl Streep and Brutani Rosa oh did you hear that um sorry who's the guy I'm looking for I gotta look at this now Sorry about this now. Oh, I can't bloody read it right. Okay, let's have a look here. Britannica.com. Da -da -da. Oh God, accept cookies, yes. So, so, and Stephen, John Savage, and join with the friends. Okay, yes, Stan, John Katsali. I'm not gonna, I couldn't hear how she pronounced it. Anyway, I think she pronounced it wrong. Mrs. Google. He forgets to bring his shoes or his boots. And De Niro is just like really mad at him about it. And it's just that whole thing about being organized and doing things right. And he says, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? And uh, I just find that fascinating. Like, I, don't ask me why. But De Niro comes back after Nam. If you haven't watched it and you want to watch it, if one of my five listeners hasn't watched it, here's a, here's a, a what do they call it? Spoiler alert. Uh, after Nam, he can't shoot the deer. That's so beautiful. And he's out hunting on his own and they've all the Russian kind of um, choral orthodox music playing. It's so stunning, so beautiful. Uh, I'm so looking forward watching it tonight I should really try and make today just about the deer hunter if I'm capable of doing that and then tomorrow part two what do you think huh? I'm sure I'll have a lot more to say tomorrow I do remember watching the Russian roulette scene yeah I watched scenes from it on YouTube because I was thinking of incorporating some of them into my book which at the time was a sort of random idea but it, the book does start it off being about a kind of, being a bit of a rom-com, and it seems the male relationships are proving more important than I realized. And kind of broken males in it, you know? Helping each other out in some weird way or something. Um, yeah, I remember I used to play with the poker group, and I actually, because I used to, used to cope without male company, but then I did that, and I was like, no, that's good good for, I think, women to have girls' nights out and for men to have some sort of poker is really suited for men. A little bit of competitiveness and a little bit of something to do besides just talking, you know. But that was a fun group. Looking forward to going back. Wasn't a big money game or anything, but just great fun. So, um, where was I? The Deer Hunter is all about the yeah, masculine relationships, definitely. And then walking is so innocent at the start, and then he just gets broken. And then he stays on playing Russian roulette. And De Niro, he had said to him early on, walking said, he promised he'd bring me back. He goes out to bring him back. I, I remember looking at that scene, and I had been, um, at work, there were a couple of students who uh, were, um, there were trainees there, you know, so I, I was doing all this on Zoom because it was lockdown, but I was doing some editing sessions with them on a film I had been working on, and I gave them some footage to edit and discussed it. And I suppose, in a way, when I teach, well, the initial thing I teach is just getting the information across. And, doing it a little conservatively and then seeing what else you can do with it, you know? But then you look at, I just remember looking at that gambling, and not yeah, the Russian roulette scene in The Deer Hunter, the final one, a powerful scene. And uh, yeah, I'd have to look at it again, actually, but like, in some ways, you throw the rule book at the window, but also in the 70s, which was absolutely 
the golden era of Hollywood cinema. Absolutely. Because Hollywood cinema with the kind of Europeanness of us, I'm not going to say heart, that an American heart, but definitely, I think, have been influenced by the French New Wave and different things like that. And, and also the money men let directors do their own thing. After Heaven's Gate by Chimino as well, which sank United Artists. A lot changed after that. But also another, th another thing that changed things in the 70s was Star Wars. I know there's lots of grown men, it's their favorite film, fair enough. But that changed the model in a huge way. The idea of the blockbuster came in. Um, but when I talk about 70s cinema, I'm, yeah, I'm talking about Heaven's Gate. It was the 70s, wasn't it? I'm, I'm questioning myself now. Yeah, um, not Heaven's Gate, Deer Hunter. <clears throat> Five Easy Pieces, Nashville, um, Broadcast, was that what it was called? No, no, what was it? Network, sorry, Network. <clears throat> what else? Mad films like, was it The Ninth Configuration? Bizarre. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Deer Hunter. Um, but it was the Deer Hunter made in the early 80s. I don't know. It's about Nam anyway. Was it made even during? Oh, I'm showing my ignorance here. I feel like I mightn't have too much more to say about it until I watch it tonight. So tomorrow's session might be better. But I'm more than halfway through my Camino. That's all right. Through my hour. How many? So BK's on day nine, and it's four hours and 18 minutes. So I guess what will happen is my last session will be an hour and 15 or so. I skip the maps at the end. That's what it's looking like. So or my last two sessions might be a little longer. You'd be fascinated to know. And I know you're all wondering, where is Julia? Well, maybe I meet her somewhere between Azofra and Santa Domingo de, de la Calzada. Stay tuned. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these, after a word from our, after a message from our sponsors. I still listen to CNN sometimes at night with all the crazy ads. When I can't sleep, sometimes it helps me get to sleep for some reason. But now, since Trump, I don't listen as much, and I'm better listening to an audiobook like My Struggle, book two, which I'm on. Karlovic Knauskur talking at the moment about having his first child with his partner, Linda. In such detail, it's, it's quite gripping. So. Um, where to now? I think I have... What else can I say about the deer hunter? I could talk about De Niro. I love looking at the young De Niro. Man, you should see him in Mean Streets. Ooh. Long hair, I think, isn't he? What's he play? Some crazy guy. Volatile. Hey, there's a big truck here with carrying a digger, a Volvo digger, on the back of a huge truck. And... Uh, is the sound gone completely? Almost there. And they're turning down a small road. Oh God, they're gonna be in front of us. The whole way, I think. Well, I'm sure we can get ahead. Now, this is what it looks like is happening. So, <clears throat> quite dramatic turn of events. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be keeping you informed of breaking news. Okay, there's somebody walking with BK, I think. More vehicles going by. Somehow I thought of Breaking Bad. No, I thought of Better Call Saul there for a minute. I'm not even sure why. I'm digging the tunnel in the middle of nowhere. The poor Russian guy, the poor German guy, remember him? 
Uh, what was his name? Same name as one of the composers, wasn't it? Was it Wolfgangers? Poor guy. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, walking out here alone. Like, well, BK isn't fully alone. But either way, just think there's someone beside him, but they're not talking because it's just quite strenuous. Early in the morning and tired. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, this is flat, but it's still tough. BK has stopped, but I hear someone walking. What's that about? Does that mean we're not in sync? Possibly. You're thinking, I don't care. And I'm thinking, well, I don't care that you don't care. So there you go. That's that settled. I mean, I cannot figure this out. He must be totally out of sync. So damned if I'm going to resync it all. Anyway, we're off again. So let's just turn down the sound of it. 2.8 kilometers I've walked. Well, if nothing, this will keep me semi-fit. So that's good. I was talking to someone not on Bumble, but someone from Bumble there just a short while ago. It seemed hell-bent on having fully Caucasian kids. And... Uh, I don't know, each to their own, but... And I'm not, like, gonna say I'm Mr. Woke, because I'm pretty sure I'm not. And some of the guys who are completely woke, in my opinion, are some of them are the ones to watch. They're maybe not all that they seem. It's, that has certainly been proven to be the case a couple of times. That doesn't mean the macho guys, the macho misogynists are any great shakes either. But anyway, what's the point I'm making? I'm like, okay, I'm Caucasian male, white male, in other words. And I think it's reasonable. Someone might say, a woman might say, I don't fancy Asian men or black men. I think that's surely you have to allow for that. People have different tastes for me in terms of, I, I find women, Caucasian women attractive, Asian women attractive, black women attractive. And that's nothing to do with being woke, but uh, that's just how I am. And, uh, but I think, I don't mind someone specifying that I'm not really attracted to a certain race. I, I, I don't know if that's considered on PC nowadays or wrong, but. I think it doesn't make someone racist, surely. But when someone specifies that they specifically want their kids to be Caucasian, that's kind of different, I think. I won't say any more. I, I shouldn't really be talking. It's, it's just on my mind. I shouldn't be talking about what private conversations have. I'm not identifying. Hola, he's saying. Yeah, okay, the sound is out of sync with the picture. News flash. I wonder, did that happen when I ripped it, or... Let's see, I might have to re-rip it. This is all getting confusing. Anyway, I only have a little bit to go, I think. Mm -hmm. I've been walking for 39 minutes, so yeah, I only have 21 minutes to go. BK saying hola to everyone, but I can't see them, because the sound is out of sync, as we have established. So, uh... What has happened today? I got two hard drives sent to me from London for work. And one of them is dead. Like just not booting up at all, not firing up. Um, that's a bummer. It's a lot of media. It's not realistic to upload it all or download it all. Well, you could, but anyway. Exciting stuff, eh? Working in the movie business. It's, it's just so exciting that I cannot even begin to explain how exciting it is, okay? You'll just have to take my word for it. Ladies. <laughs> oh, God, i got to stop saying that. 
inspired, of course, by the Dimitri Martin joke, where he talks about it. You put the word ladies at the end of anything, you automatically sound sleazy. I wish he had told me that a long time ago. Maybe I wouldn't be on my own in a house with a treadmill and two cats and a sad lamp walking the Camino. We'll never know. So anyway, the deer hunter, De Niro, Mean Streets, uh, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, oh my God. Oh, I had a thought about Taxi Driver. Oh, I had this a while ago and I've talked to a couple of people about it. And the scene at the end where Sybil Shepherd gets into his car, you know, he's kind of, De Niro's been Travis Bickle, down at luck, nothing's working out for him in love or in life. And he's a bit of a fantasist. He writes home to his parents that he's working for the Secret Service. <sighs> Ends up working for this politician, meeting Sybil Shepherd possibly contemplates killing the politician, then ends up rescuing Jodie Foster, who is a young prostitute in a dodgy building. Harvey Keitel as the pimp, brilliantly played. And the film written by, the script is written by Paul Schrader, inspired by The Searchers, because it had a similar Searchers, John Wayne movie, John Ford, about rescuing the uh, wasn't it the white girl who was taken by the Indians, the Native Americans? So, uh, inspired by that, I don't think he replicated the iconic shot from the searchers, though, with John Wayne standing in the door and the um, framing the, the uh, landscape, which would have been Arizona landscape. I think he shot at Monument Valley would be his place. I've been there. It appears in a lot of Ford movies. But, um, Taxi Driver. The last scene. So De Niro ends up going in, rescuing Jodie Foster. But, it's you know, he's like a vigilante. He shoots a lot of people. And then he ends up becoming a hero. There's some really kind of American story. You know, it becomes some article in a paper. But Sybil Shepherd in, the, in their la final scene, I think it's our penultimate, no, it's final, isn't it? She comes into the car, uh, into the back of his taxi, and she kind of talks to him, and it's all done with, I think, soft focus and things. And But I remember, I've seen the film, I don't know, at least three times, maybe more. Should be more, really. Oh, God. I have a feeling I'm going to watch it again. I might just start watching films and talking about them on my treadmill. So, that could be, well... Feels a bit odd doing Camino on a treadmill and turning it into a movie review, but I don't know. Anything to keep me talking, give me material. So De Niro, she gets in, and it seems the impression is that she possibly fancies him. Now, this is the guy who took her on a date to a pornographic cinema. <laughs> and he's saying to her, no, no, lots of couples go here. And she's like, oh my God, you know, that really, Guys, it's not a good move. So, um, um, the last scene though, I'm not sure what I made of it initially, but I always thought, I couldn't quite figure it out. I'm like, so what, she likes him now because he's a hero? But I actually think, I must Google this. I said it to a couple of people, no one has picked up on this, but the last time I saw it, I think it's a dream or a fantasy. And a lot of, there's a lot of fantasies going on in his head anyway. And I don't know, or at, le at the very least it's ambivalent. And if I remember, the score was by the great Bernard Herrmann. I think it was his last score, was it? Anyone? Anyone? And the, um, hola. <laughs> so I'm saying hello to people and I can't see them because the sound is out of sync. You know what? I'm just leaving it like that. I'm not going to resync this. If I resync it, then my voice won't make sense. <laughs> You're saying your voice makes sense? Yes, it does. Um, I think it's a dream that last scene and the music from what I remember. Hola. It feels like the sound is from a totally different day. Anyway, enough about that. Um, 
yeah, this, the music, I think, is all slowed down and dreamlike. I'm going to have to watch it again. And Raging Bull I haven't seen in years. I was at a talk given by Martin Scorsese's um, editor, Thelma Schumacher. She's edited pretty much all his films. The amazing duo, the two of them. And... Uh, yeah, she was talking about Raging Bull and how they built different size ring, rings to create different perspectives, you know, for the boxing ring. So amazing. So amazing. Would you get to do that on a Netflix movie nowadays? I don't know. I'm not sure you would. The execs are running the show there anyway, so... So I am led to believe. I'm sure on The Irishman, Scorsese got, you know, to do his thing, but... A lot of directors for hire, from what I hear, you know, they just bend over, do what you're told, mate, or you're fired. So I was saying editors are no longer held in the same respect as before. They're just button pushers, seen as button pushers by a lot of directors, some of whom are not necessarily all that talented, allegedly. And uh, cameramen, or women, camera people, whatever the current vernacular is, aren't um, held in the same respect because now it's all about the, um, the, the, the grade, the colorist, as they call them, who grades the shots and makes the colors all nice and can even add in extra lights, punch in on the eyes and make them stand out. And it's all, uh, hey, it's the way it's going. And, you know, I'm good with technology and... I might, I know a little bit about grading. I might get more into that, but I don't know. God, the 70s were better, I think. I don't feel the, it's just the nerds are taking over. Am I allowed to say that? I am, because I'm a nerd. The nerds are taking over. Repeat, the nerds are, ta the nerds are taking over. <laughs> Quick, we need more help. The nerds, they're taking over. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, life is always in flux and changing. That's the way it is. And there ain't nothing we can do about it. I suppose. So, he's passing all these people now. They're probably the people he said all that to earlier. There's me thinking people were being rude. It's just the sound was out of sync. Who knew? Hey, who knew this kind of thing could be complicated? So 12 minutes for me to go about, and uh, I am doing okay, thank you for asking. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing? Uh-huh. Americans are always put a brave face on things. you got to like them for that, I guess. Irish are a bit more, eh, so I'm all right. Not too bad. Yeah. God forbid we'd say we're doing great. If you compliment an Irish person, they often get embarrassed or insulted for some reason. I don't know, I haven't been complimented, but I, so I don't know what it feels like, but I, I, I think I might like it. Maybe I wouldn't, maybe I'll suddenly go, F, fuck you. Yeah, I'm, I say, I'm swearing a bit now. That's, that's what's happening here. Anyway, so, Oh yeah, I remember these Americans I worked with, a sound mixer and another sound editor mixer. Yeah, two sound mixers in a room. Two sound mixers walk into a bar and one says, uh, <laughs> I'll have a drink and the other one says, so will I. And that's it. It wasn't a joke, sorry. But so I saw these two sound mixers working in Dublin. One of whom was, was working with some big names before and since. And the other guy is licking his posterior. He's saying, oh yeah, I really, like, I really like the way you do that with the buttons and blah, blah, blah. The other guy goes, why thank you. An Irish person wouldn't, an Irish person, A, wouldn't compliment another Irish person, almost definitely. And then 
And also, if they did, the other person wouldn't go, why, thank you. They wouldn't know where to look. Oh, Jesus, he's, he's complimenting me. What's he up to? Is, is he after my job? Is he going to stab me in the back? <laughs> it's probably some post-colonial shit, I don't know. Anyway, onwards, Christian soldiers. So, 4.6 kilometers an hour. Oh, I'll put the incline up to two to... Hola, Mr. Invisible Peregrino. So I'm putting it up to two just to kind of go crazy. Damn it, I'm putting it up to ten. Oh, by the way, my electricity bills have gone up since I started doing this. I've gone up quite a bit. I've switched providers, so hopefully they'll come down. They will come down. So. Yeah, I should have done that before starting this. Okay. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by Bright Energy. So, Ireland. There you go. I've said it. It's out in the air. And yes, I've been paid a thousand euros to say that. I haven't, by the way. Got to cover myself legally here. I'm now walking at an incline of 10 for some bizarre reason. At 4.6 kilometers an hour. I'll stay at that until I hit four kilometers, which isn't far away. 3.981. Okay, here it is. So, oh yeah, the old, for, the old incline is nice, workout for the legs, but I'm not going to go too crazy here. Now, if hit four kilometers, let's go back to an incline of five. You didn't, you weren't expecting that, were you? Crazy, huh? I think the incline moved me away from the mic. Oh my god. Let's go down to two. So, got a bit of altitude sickness up there. No, I'll be okay, thank you for asking. Yes, you're right, I'll drink some water. So let's go down to one. So, uh, yeah, we're getting near the end. And it is eight, ten past eight, Irish time, here in Galway, Ireland. Hope you're all doing well out there. And BK is still walking away. It's not a Roman road anymore. It's a little windy. Sort of wide-ish dust path of sorts. And lots of kind of just, I don't know, yellowy, browny stuff on each side. And the fields. Grass or something, I don't know. I'm not good at describing things. It would appear. So, anyway. Let's go down to zero. Incline. Just check my heart points, see uh, how well I'm doing. What day is today? Thursday. Wonder have I. I probably haven't hit my weekly amount. Um, bear with me. Let's see. 48. Oh, and I've, I've done 99 of 150, so. Today's Thursday. Yeah, I'll hit it by. Well, tomorrow, probably, if I do it tomorrow. So, uh, I'll go down to 4.5. And uh, I'll probably talk a lot about Deer Hunter tomorrow. Bob De Niro. Oh, man, he's great in The Irishman. I know pe- some people don't like the scenes where they made him look younger, but I just loved his performance. Really understated. And he did this kind of hunched thing with his shoulders that somehow made work for me and making him look more Irish for me for some reason. Maybe that's just my imagination. But I liked it. And uh, saw it twice in the cinema. See, I haven't watched it since on Netflix. It's just trying to make that time, you know. But I'll watch The Deer Hunter now because I purchased it. Rental on YouTube. Oh yeah, I'm in the mood. I'm in the mood for dancing, romancing. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. What's the song they sing at the start of Deer Hunter? Can't remember. At the end they sing America the Great or the Beautiful, which is definitely tinged with irony, I dare say. Going down to 4.4, okay.
How long have we got here? Five minutes? Bear with me. The next five minutes are gonna be awesome. Awesome, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, damn it. I've gone full explicit. Anything could happen. But no, I'm not gonna start swearing like a sailor. It's just uh, far too classy for that. As regular listeners will know. Romancing. So, God, I really have run out of things to say. I'll be ordering my Indian as soon as I'm done here. Lambuna with pilau rice and garlic and coriander naan. That's what I order every time. And it's done me no harm. Sure, I'm into a grand lad. So, 4.3 kilometers. So I guess I'll hit 4.4 kilometers at least today. That's all right. That's not bad, eh? <sighs> yes, indeed. 4.2. Slowing down here. So, uh, four minutes to go. And uh, if you're falling asleep, listening to my soothing sound of my voice, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with... Uh, more Camino on a treadmill. We'll be talking about the deer hunter and Robert De Niro and such things. <laughs> oh yeah. The drudgery of it all, the Camino, that's one thing you can't train for. But it feels great when you finish each day and when you finish the whole thing. Mm, felt a little anticlimactic for me initially, but then that nah, kind of kicked in the next day, the feeling. Stayed in a lovely hotel and it stayed with me. I lost my Camino ring, as I mentioned at the start of this. I'll tell you one thing, it could be under the sofa bed in my front room, which I still haven't put back into seated position but if I don't if it doesn't show up when I finish this I'm going to order another one because I will have earned it it's not expensive but obviously it had emotional value but I think having done this I deserve another one hola he says and there's nobody there he's talking to the ghosts of Camino past so got about two minutes to go now I'd be good on radio. People think I've got a radio voice. So if anyone's listening, uh, talk to my agent. Hola. I'm willing to go on the radio for as long as you pay me bucket loads of moolah. I'm all about the money now. I sold out a long time ago. Hey, when you're this talented, you know, you got to put a price in yourself, right? Exactly. Less than two minutes to go. And I'm still talking. I'm talking here. Hey, I'm talking here. <sighs> Midnight Cowboy. That's the movie I'm referencing. Dustin Hoffman. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I haven't got the accent quite right. I think I referred to it recently as on this as either Urban Cowboy or uh, something else. What's that Gus Van Sant film? There's Midnight Cowboy, there's Urban Cowboy, Drugstore Cowboy. Oh, may have said that. I like all those films. Urban Cowboy, doesn't that feature Travolta's in it? I think it features one of those bulls, the, the electric bull ride things. I think, I'm not, or is it real bulls? I don't know, but you know what? <laughs> you gotta see the bull riding scenes in Stir Crazy. Oh, I love that film. Uh, Richard Pryor, he's probably my all-time favorite comedian, even though I don't know all this stuff. But Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, stir crazy. This is the opening scene where Pryor is a chef or a cook. puts They put weed into the soup by accident. Everyone gets high, including the vicar or the pastor or whatever they call him. Minister of faith. It was great. Great film. Will you ever get a comedy like that again? I don't think so. I, for one, don't think so. 
Okay, so I'm nearly about to wrap up. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm wrapping up now. Uh, thanks for listening. God bless. And uh, when Camino.